Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So, the last episode was a best of episode. Was it? Yeah. That's exciting. It's our second one that we put out that way. Which one was it? What was our last best of? The last, the the very first best of was um, the um, Trash Bag Basketball. My literal favorite episode. I think it was episode 24. That's the best throwback you could have done. Yeah. Um... And then I wasn't sure uh, what to do about yesterday's episode, like which one to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used the episode, and I think it was called um, The Circus is Back. Oh, jeez. And it's the Huntington Beach yeah. um, Civic um, City, City Council, Council meeting. meeting. Yeah. So, but... There's a reason why we had to do that. Why did we have to do that? Because somebody made other plans during our podcast time. Why did you make other plans it during wasn't our podcast me. time? I was here in this exact position somehow during I our don't podcast doubt, time. Somehow I don't doubt that you were laying on the couch last night while I was gone. <laughs> somehow I don't doubt that That's at Alyssa. all. She was sitting right where you are. I don't doubt it. Anyway, why were you gone last night? Well, I went last night on a ride-along with the Buena Park Police Department. Contrary to the Facebook comments, you didn't get arrested? No, I mean, who, well, first of all, who posts a picture? Well, that's true, they didn't see the picture that says ride-along when you're getting arrested, but okay, whatever. Smart people who don't want others to know they got arrested. However, what police officer lets you take a picture with them while yeah. you're getting arrested? Yeah. That's a better question. <laughs> yep. That part's true. But it was fun. I actually went out with a sergeant for probably an hour and a half. And we did a lot of chatting about Buena Park and what its, like a cool dude. what its strengths are, what its weaknesses are. Things that it does well, things that it used to do better, things that it could do better, those kind of things. You know, we, we chatted about a lot of different things. And he was a really cool guy. Um, he was a baseball fan. He kept tuning in. I think it was the Angels game that he was tuning in. But um, he kept tuning in a game uh, while we were driving around. He kept turning the vault. He had the radio on and it turned down. Mm-hmm. And then he turned it up. But it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, we responded to a call for a robbery in progress. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, while there was no robbery, you still got to see the in-progress process. And then, yeah, and then we um, discussed a lot of the different areas of Buena Park, and we talked about the homeless, and we talked about the motels and how there's too many of them, and that because they're businessmen and they want to make money, sometimes they make the bad decisions and take money from the wrong people. So, Well, because it seems pretty legit that they'd make more money... Doing hourly rates than nightly rates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, it was 
it was interesting because you learned that aspect. And then we switched after about an hour and a half because he had to take over as like command for the yeah. night. And so we switched and I got a, a female police officer and um, she reminded me exactly of you. Well, I guess I'm not that unique. Her statements about things, I could picture if I closed my eyes, it was like you were saying it. Like, it was it was funny. The undertones of sarcasm were real? Yes. I see. And like I was we were talking and she was asking me, was it going as I had hoped, better than I had hoped, you know, worse than I had hoped? And I said, Oh, it's going much better than I hoped. And I said, I figured you guys wouldn't stand, couldn't stand me because I'm so sarcastic. And here, what do I find out? You give me two of the most sarcastic people in the police department. Maybe, maybe the police liaison lady set it up that way on purpose. Maybe she told them you were super sarcastic. Well, but she inferred, <laughs> this lady inferred that police officers in general are kind of that personality type. That you know, sarcastic type. all of the police officers I've met here have been. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> she plastic wrapped the ice packs tertians so Alyssa comes walking up she needed to ice her shins because she's on cross country team <laughs> and you know they always have a problem these kids with how to make the ice packs stick to their shins so you know the scientist over here used plastic wrap that clings it's to off. itself. It's coming off slowly because she's moving around too much. She's dancing. If all she was going to do was sit for a while, that'd be perfect. What she did right there. I'm surprised neither of them have used actual tape. Yeah. Wouldn't hold, though. Well, but if you paper toweled the ice pack. Still gets wet. But, anyway, back to the <laughs> topic at hand. We digress. Um, <laughs> It just was an interesting experience. And... To look at, like, I often have thought about this. Like, I know that policing yeah. is similar but different to, like, trying to run a retail establishment. Because from, a, from the perspective of how you man the business, right? Because in a retail establishment, though, you... You try to have less people when it's slow and more people when it's busy. And so you maneuver things around. Right. But as I was talking to the sergeant last night, there's really no good way to do that with police officers. So, like, people like me and other people I've talked to will say, oh, well, you know how the police officers could save money? By having less officers on duty on nights where nothing's going on. Now, granted, you could send officers home. But that's when something major is going to happen. So, right. You, I think, in general, you staff to the size of your city. Period. Well, but it seems like they have a number of staff that is proper for their city, and something big isn't going to go down in Buena Park and all the surrounding cities at once. Like when there was the fire in the mobile home park in Cyprus, Los Alamitos PD were there closing Running the street. traffic. Yeah, they helped. Yeah, so I feel like if something big went down in Buena Park and they needed more police officers than their normal needed amount, they'd get them from like Fullerton and Cypress well, and, see, and, and Anaheim. That's, and see, and that's exactly what's going on. Because I'll give you an example. Like back in the day, there used to be two police officers in every single car. Mm -hmm. 
always two police officers in every single car. And then um, there was procedures for who would go forward and who would stay back, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, like, I lived in Santa Monica. I grew up in Santa Monica. And there were two police officers in every car. And there were, like, nine or ten police cars out at all times, minimum. Plus, the plus those are the assigned. Then there were, like, three to four floaters that went around right like if an incident went down like one time someone broke in the middle of the night broke into the liquor store across the street and they caught them in the act there were like eight police cars <sighs> converged on that place do you know that we don't even have eight police cars patrolling most times at five in buena park six total hmm. plus the supervisor five segments and one floater yeah but here's yeah. the thing but here's the thing here's how they've Here's how the chief has ingeniously dealt with that issue. He does three shifts. He runs three shifts a day, and he overlaps them. Okay. So you get, you know, morning shift. It starts at 7, and it ends at 7. Then you are actually 7 to 7.30. Mm-hmm. Then you have the afternoon shift that starts at 1.00. And runs until 12.30. And then you have the um, 6 o'clock shift that runs until 7 o'clock. Yeah. And so there's an overlap. So even though we only had six people, we actually had 11. Because we had the five that were left over from the previous shift overlapping with us. Makes sense. But still, you would think that a city this side with as, size with as many people as there are, but I 11 think police officers on duty isn't a lot. Improvements in technology and communication ability, improvements in vehicles, improvements in process, that's why they don't need as many police officers. And yes, I understand that it's actually because of budget, and they'd probably love to have two police officers in every car, and more police officers on the street. But it's allowed them to give the same level of protection to the city with fewer officers. He was telling me that, like, I can't remember the name. They use a, they use a, a popular, like, customizable software, but it's not in-house. Like, Santa Ana's was in-house, the one that I went and looked at. Yeah. They use, like, one that they bought from somebody, and then you pay them money to, like, customize it. And they don't do, like, custom-custom features for you, they just do, for oh, what? you want to add this module, hold on, you want to add this module, it's going to cost you another $50,000 for their, to run their, all of their computer software at the police Uh-oh. stations. And it's the same software that's running in the offices as is running in the cars. And the cars have laptops with like these really powerful Wi-Fi cards that stick up about, you know, four inches off the thing. And he was saying what... That has been one really big boom is this software running all over the place. Because he says, as you can imagine, with police work, you go out, you handle a case, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at the time, you might forget a minute detail, which later becomes a major prevalent factor in the case. Right. And the defense attorney is going to say, well, why wasn't it in your report? How come it wasn't in your report? So he said... The more details we can give, the better. In other words, back in the day, they tried to write a report as precise as they could because it was handwritten, okay, or typewritten, like on a typewriter. 
So now they have the stuff out in the field. They can capture notes right out there in the field, then go back to the station to write the report and continue to add more details. So what they do is essentially they over expose the facts. And he says that way, more the, the more you put in there, even if you think something's mundane and not important, so you would normally leave it off the report, you include it because later, when it comes up, it was in the report. Well, and that's another... You know, he talked about how it would be helpful if they had, like, the same voice sync as your car has. Well, probably a better one, but yeah. better than your car, obviously. Yeah. Um, but some kind of voice sync? Well, maybe they should have... Some dictation software. Yeah, at the very least. I guess you'd need hardware too, but... At the very least, because... That would probably help them a lot, because then they wouldn't have to spend so much time. They could just talk while they're doing something else. Well, and, like, I noticed something. When we were stopped and we were able to, like, check a license plate, like, when we would see that there's a taillight out on a license plate, Mm -hmm. you can immediately... At that point, you have a right to run their license plate. So she'd run the license plate. Those stops took about three quarters of a second to a second and a half for her to decide upon. Because she would just be like, chicka, 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 enter. Boom. She's got something she focuses on that tells her, yep, pull these people over for sure. Woo! Yeah. But the time when we were reporting the rental van, mm-hmm. she called it in because it was out of state. So it's faster. Yeah. All right. <laughs> took like a good 28, 29 seconds to get the response back. Because you have to make radio contact and they have to follow protocol. And then the person on the other side has to follow protocol. And then you read them the stuff. Then they read you back what you read to make sure you got the right thing. Then you say confirmed. Then they come back and go, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they give you the record. But see, then the thing is, if something's sticking out in her mind, well, wait a second. Was that a Ford? Because apparently that's a common thing. People will steal cars mm-hmm. and they take the license plates off, put a different license plate on, and then that way the police can't see. They're looking for a car ending in, you know, 675. Well, put a different license plate on there. But anyway, you're getting what I'm saying. Yep. I am. So it was just took painfully long time. Whereas when she had it on the computer, she'd be like, wait a second. Let me go back to that second screen. Oh, yeah, it says Ford. You know, because she was trying to compare the type of car. It was just, it was just interesting to, for me, it was interesting to observe because I had no idea of some of those things. Because like when I went on the, that one, their system is very different. First of all, their yeah. approach to policing was very different. Okay. And I think that's the sort of the interesting thing is that. And it makes sense. The police department operates with the personality of the police chief. Makes sense. He's the leader. He's setting the, the battleground strategy. So having a goofy-ish, not, I'm, I'm not saying he's an idiot or anything. Just saying he's like a, he's like an upbeat, very friendly, likes to joke kind of guy. Gives that kind, it gives a slightly different type of police department. Then, for example, the other police chief we met, who was very, like, his handshake was rigid. Yeah. <laughs> and yet a, he was still a friendly, welcoming, right. warm person. But he was a lot 
There is but a lot more was, serious, a lot more, here's the by-the-book answer for well, you. Well, most people would say, and I don't like this terminology because it infers one side's better than the other, and they're not. It's just different. Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, well, he was more professional. Well, see, that infers he was a better police chief because he was, quote, more professional. I don't think And I don't being, see it that way. I don't think being friendly and willing to tell some kind of jokes or making making jokes about some kind of things. I don't think right. that makes you any less professional. I agree. I think it's a different kind of professionalism, but I don't think... But it definitely brings out a different style of policing. And I'm sure... Well, of course, the part we're not even talking about is he still has his policies that he prefers and the way he likes things. Right. And this other police chief has the way they like things. And that one has the way they like things. And so... Within the normal, like, a lot of policing is very normal. Like, they were talking to me about how the East Coast police officers aren't as safe as the West Coast police officers. And this is an example. And I've noticed it, too, when I was watching Live PD today. People in Texas, as soon as they get you out of the car and they're going to pat you down, they make you cup your hands behind your back, and they hold it there, and they pat you down. People in, like, um, um, Richland, South Carolina... Put your hands up on the top of the car. Now he bends down and start frisking him, right? What happens if a big old dude just drives an elbow to your head? Yeah. Not really the wisest decision. And you can't do that if you put their hands behind their back. They can't elbow you to the head. I wonder I wonder if like if stuff like that has less to do with what the actual procedure is, because we both know it's the about the training. Is almost identical everywhere. It's about the training. And but I think that the training probably differs based on the normal experiences that that area has. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that. You write JavaScript, everybody learns it the same way. But you utilize it differently depending on what you're attempting to accomplish. And who you are. And the better trained you are. If you're really well trained, everything's... An object, like a glass or a fork. But if you're not well-trained, everything is what makes up the glass and the fork. It's all pieced together. Well, it's the same thing. When they don't get good training, they have to somehow fill in the gaps. And they do that with their knowledge of the job. But see, here's the problem. Not everybody has 19 years on the job like the sergeant. I mean, I went out with another sergeant the last time. Mm-hmm. And he was on the job for 19 years. Like... You also really liked him. And he was also yeah. really sarcastic. Yeah, he was a decent guy. Fits the, fits the, fits the but, profile. But the discussion, you know, was interesting because, you know, he gave me some good insights. And then, like I said, then the female officer, she was awesome. Like, just kept me laughing. And, like, she would explain things to me. We even went... And walked around the senior citizen center over there. Over yonder? We, yeah. We walked it because she says that you, there's too many hiding places in there. And people go in there and do drugs or camp. And she was all excited. I got a kick out of this. So we come around the corner. And she's heading towards like there's like this play yard mm-hmm. right there. And it has a gate. So it's locked. And then she looks to her left. Well, there's one of those gates that's kind of like where... Like if you imagine Deborah's gate, but without the deadbolt. Okay. Just like a pin that goes in the ground to hold it in place. 
right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's what they had there. And she looks over and she goes, oh my God, thank God. They put in a beam lock, right? And it locks the whole thing from floor to the top. And she says, thank God. There were, every time I'd come here, there'd be at least two or three people camped out right there in that spot because there was no lock. And I just got a kick out of that. So I was like, wow, it's funny how the police officers will suggest things to the owners of businesses and, you know, yeah. in that case, uh, to another city department. Right. And it uh, takes forever to get done. So by the time it gets done, they go, wow, look at that. They actually did what I told them to do. Well, if they roust some people who are, for example, camped out there, do they notify the business or city nah. area? Nah, they just do their job. But see, what they will do is like, okay, in the case of a motel, if they're constantly getting called to the motel for prostitution calls, they're going to go and they're going to talk to the manager and they're going to talk to the owner and they're going to be like, look, here's our suggestion for solving your problem. But if you don't stop the problem, we'll kick you out of the city. Well, fair enough. So that's the approach they use. Sounds like you had a pretty good time, though. I did. I had a really good time, but I was super tired, man. I didn't get home till midnight. I'm still super tired. Me too. So, <laughs> and then it's kind of sad, but bittersweet because, you know, I think that the Odie monster is going to get adopted this weekend. Um, he's going to an adoption event. I have a gut feeling about it, and I feel like he's going to be adopted. It's just... He hardcore played with the Yog Dog for the first time today, and he got along with the pretty girl last night, which means he now time gets along with everybody leave. in the house. So, he'll be moving on. Yep. That's how it always goes. That's how it works. Yep. That's how it works. So, that's all I got to talk about. I got nothing else either. Guess that means good night. Hasta la bye bye, Odie. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.